Hey, how you guys doing? This is the producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to the Marvel Hack Season 10, Episode 1, where we officially dive into House of M. Last week, we gave you a little primer about what was going on with the X-Men and the Avengers leading up to this event. We're going to have to take a couple of detours during this book as well to kind of even connect more dots on how we got to the House of M part, but uh, we'll get to that here in a little bit. On the line tonight, I have my two favorite Marvel Hacks. On the line, it's a Sandman. Sandman, say what's happening. Well, happy 4th of July, people, and get your ass back inside. COVID's outside. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's for real. Yeah, it's like <laughs> one of those clips, like, you know, when we grew up, Sandman. It's like a bunch of cousins standing outside. Come outside. We ain't yeah. fit to jump you. Like, no. Yes, you are about to jump me if I step outside this house. So, yeah, no, yeah. we're not doing that. <laughs> yes, and again, Florida putting up Jordan-like numbers again today, uh, breaking another record. Oh, it, it is what it is Terrible. at this point. Terrible. Also on the line tonight is Brother Beavis. What's happening, man? Hey, what's up, y'all? You might have to figure out if you can get inside that NBA bubble that's going up. <laughs> I don't know if they're taking. I heard some of that shit already before, before the yeah before they went to yeah. the bubble. I heard somebody tested yeah. positive. I was like, oh lord. So yeah, it might be in and out the bubble the way shit is going. Yeah, them bubbles ain't safe. Uh, that's basically no. where we are. Um, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, it is just House of M issue number one tonight, uh, so we'll jump into that issue here in a little bit. Um, before we get too started off in the show, uh, I was talking to the guys before we recorded. Um, I just want to give an RIP out to the folks over at Afro Nerd Radio. Uh, they lost uh, one of their founders, Captain Kirk. Um, again, one of the originators, really, of kind of the black nerd podcast situation. Uh, died very suddenly very unfortunately similar to what happened with us about a year ago as well with female perspective uh so we all know too well what kind of devastation that could do to uh, a group of friends a podcasting family like it just you know uh, so yes yeah, just r.i.p to 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 kirk and his family and to uh, you know daryl um just you know we just want to send our condolences out to you guys as you kind of moving forward so that's I just I wanted to get that out of the way. All right, all right. So we gave our COVID update. Uh, hey man, what are you watching? You know, been about a week. We're on a regular podcasting schedule for us, which is pretty spectacular. So uh, I know Brother Beavis. There was a debate in the in the uh, the text chain messages today about if Game of Thrones less than uh, Agents of Shield, and I was like, I can't even imagine that's a conversation. But you've been watching Agents of Shield for this final season. Yeah, I just got into it. Actually, I was, I was a little bit waiting until they had enough of them on to get into it. I think there's like five episodes out. This season is a little bit wonky because they got, um, they started messing with the time timeline. I think like going back two seasons, and so now they're like the they're 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 essential time lords, or they call them chronicoms, but you know whatever. There's the equivalent in every time travel story is trying to unravel the history of shield and they're trying to go through time and um set it back up so they're doing like they like they've been to like the 50s and the 70s and so there's that hokey fish out of water let's put on the clothes of the time Mm. scene for every single one of them so like individually like it's it's what fine it is what it is but it's kind of interesting they're they're like um they're kind of pulling threads from all the previous seasons and things like that. So yeah, my, my, when you brought that up, I was like, well, you know, there's certainly like great, great episodes and performances, and obviously a lot of money went into Game of Thrones, 
but I literally cannot see ever watching that again. Like I was thinking about like one of my yeah. favorite episodes <laughs> is like the hard home episode where they fight in the north and the zombies jump off the mountain and they think they won and the and the, mm-hmm. and the king comes out and raises everybody. I could watch that now yeah. and be like, well, shit, I killed him in like one shot, little bitch. You know, so like, <laughs> you know, so like, I can't, I can't even imagine watching that. And then by by contrast, like this episode or this season of Agents of Shield is kind of making me want to go back and rewatch. But it, you know, it's definitely like there there are not a, a lot of super great episodes, but I've come to really be attached to the characters and there's a lot of callbacks like it's not callbacks from the marvel universe it's like callbacks to the show it's very self-referential so they've they've definitely done as much as they could with a cast full of sunday night super superstars and and visitors you know tv tv champions from the neighboring territories when they could come in for a house show you know so uh, it's 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 certainly not the cultural movement but if your goal is to create something that, like, years from now, people are like, oh, I remember watching that, I should go back and watch that, versus, yeah, fuck mm. them, I ain't never watching that again, then, from that perspective, yeah. I could say Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a better show than Game of Thrones. Wow. I, I yeah, I just, I, again, I've, I've only watched maybe part, I think I saw all of season one, and it just wasn't for me at that particular time, so I bailed. So I mean, it becomes one of those things, you know. I don't know. Maybe during a pandemic, I'll sit. Wait, <laughs> that's not a good idea. <laughs> um, you know, at some point in time, yeah, at some point in time, you know, if I get to that point, like I guess I'm going to turn this on. But I will agree with you 100. percent Like going back and watching Game of Thrones just brings up how bad it ended, and it, oh, God. you know, I it, there's just no point of doing that. It's, it's, just, everything. it's just yeah. yeah, it's so bad. Like, me and the missus are stuck on, I think, season six. And I just haven't had the heart to keep pushing forward because I know how bad it is. I'm just you like, know how it ends. you don't want to watch this shit? Yeah. We're good. I'm good. Yeah, no problem. Let's <laughs> watch, you know, watch something else. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Sam, man, what you watching? Um, I'm still watching anime, which um, I know you guys aren't into. Um, I, I don't know if uh, either of you have heard of Naruto, not Naruto, like Big Hutch yes. likes to say, but Naruto. Yes. Um, yes. I'm a fan of that, and I often go back and watch, rewatch old episodes uh, because mm-hmm. I, I like the, the character. Uh, he's the classic anime character. He's dumb. He's really powerful, and he has a shitload of people to fight. So you know that always mm-hmm. seems to get me for some reason, and. Um, uh, in and out of Netflix, I'm still um, uh, about to finish up Ozark, which I am. Uh, okay. It is pretty good. Uh, uh, yeah. I had mixed feelings at first, but I stayed with it, and I like the show. Um, looking for something else to watch now. There's plenty of stuff okay. on there. Obviously, yeah, for but, sure. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's why I'm up to. Okay. Now. Yeah. At some point in time, I mean, I know it's a mostly whatever podcast about comics and stuff. But the career retrospective for Jason Bateman is, I mean, damn. I, 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 I mean, if you would have told me the dude from Silver Spoons was going to be the dude that he is now, I would have smacked you across the face because I would have never thought that that was going to happen, like, at all. Um, I mean, and essentially he's just morphed into playing Jason Bateman in every single role. Like, he's done the, the full actor turn, yeah, like, where I just play Jason Bateman. And he's good at playing Jason Bateman, you know. And, but generally speaking, mm-hmm. I will watch, you know, j- you know, like, oh, that's a Jason Bateman comedy or a movie or something like that. I'm like, oh, I'll watch it just because he's in it, you know. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it's just, that's a whole other podcast or whatever. Um, 
I finished The Boys. We talked about this last week. I finally finished oh. it this week. Uh, dragged the wife along with that one too. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, really good. Like, I mean, uh, yeah, 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 I was definitely on. You know, late to the party as always. Uh, but yeah, very good. Can't wait for season two to start or whatever. Um, right. Yeah, uh, that, what a what a an amazing run. Um, I don't want to spoil anything, I guess, for anybody that maybe hadn't seen it yet. But yeah, uh, definitely a high thumbs up or whatever for me. And then my other watches is going to be really weird. Again, completely comic unrelated or whatever. Like for some reason, I've fallen into this thing of like, you know what? Let's watch a like with the wife or whatever. Let's watch a raunchy comedy. Oh, okay. So you know, because we've been, you know, we got kids or whatever. So you don't really, you know, when we get a chance to go out to the movies or whatever, we weren't gonna go see that. And then when we're in the house, it makes it very difficult because you gotta, you know, close the door, double bolt it down, and so to watch a movie or whatever. So now that they're a little bit older and they can hear somebody say "fuck," that's not me, and I not like freak (laughs) out about it. Then you know, like it's okay, you know. So like this week, one, I'm I'm gonna catch shit for both of these actually for saying and I watched them. I don't even know which one to lead with first. Um, damn. Hmm. Alright, first I watched Blockers uh, with uh, I think it's Leslie Mann and John Cena where they're trying to stop their daughters from having sex on prom night. Anybody heard of that one? Yeah, um, 2018. It was like 2018. Okay. I was about to say, it had to be recent. Yeah. I yeah, think yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I watched anything that. With him yeah. 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 I, it was one of them titles as was like kind of came and went but uh yeah he's in surprisingly a lot of movies i didn't realize that yeah well funny you should say what did you yeah what did you think about blocker so you remember seeing it it was fine i it was fine yeah (laughs) yeah it it had it just served its purpose like it was like i can't yeah it was a single line which tells you that it's <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, exactly. I like yeah, Leslie Mann a lot. Right. I like Jim John Cena is entertaining. I He's no too. rock. I mean, don't get me wrong, but <laughs> yeah, I understood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Funny you just. I like Leslie Mann too. I, I I knew I wasn't alone on that island, but that's a different podcast too. Um, also, I watched. This is the one we catch shit for. Um, I watched Trainwreck with Amy Schumer. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, I know, I know, I know, and I, it, you know, it became up on one of those things like similar titles. Well, you watch Blockers, dumbass. You might like this dumbass <laughs> show. Uh, so, <laughs> might as well watch this shit too. Like, oh shit, well let's watch that one. Also with John Cena as well in it, and oh um, I was just like, uh, and it's, I mean, it's okay. It's the movie LeBron is in it too. Like he is playing himself. Oh, that's um, the one, like right? A, yeah. yeah, yeah, romantic. I think what Bill, whoever plays the the it clown, the now, I don't know what his name is. Oh, but yeah. Is it Bill Hader? He's one of the stars guards. No. That's uh, I remember. Yeah, isn't he? Yeah, do it. He's got a yeah. big forehead. That's all I remember. Oh, if that. Oh, I'm completely wrong then. Well, whatever. This dude is on there. I think he's from Saturday Night Live too, or whatever. Oh, uh, like, okay. uh, Bill Skarsgård plays Pennywise. Yeah, that's it. There okay. you go. But that's not the dude that's in this movie. Then that was okay. right. somebody was else. Someone. But anyway, regardless, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was average at best. There's a couple of funny lines here. If you really got to think, like five years ago when that movie was made. Amy Schumer was like a really like hot comedian, hot not in looks yeah. in terms of like you know she was like really near the top of her game or whatever, and mm-hmm. she's not funny at all. <laughs> and 
At least I not mean, with a vehicle to act off of, like Saturday Night Live. Uh, I mean, yeah. my God. Yeah. Like, I was like, what? Well, you know, literally, I mean, I know why she got famous, but I'm like, why is this lady famous? Because why are people packing stadiums <laughs> or whatever to go see this lady, like, do comedy? Because. I mean, maybe it's this vehicle, maybe it's just whatever, and y'all two will get this reference. She is the epitome of Dayton hot. Um, Okay, yeah, I got you. Yeah, I mean, if you look up Dayton hot in the Urban Dictionary, (laughs) there could be a picture of her in it. And I'm like, oh, I guess I can see why people would find her maybe kind of, sort of, under the right lights, attractive. But yeah. That's kind of where we are. So I'm going to assume y'all didn't see that one. No. You would assume correct, sir. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm bad. I, I saw that. I wanted to see, I kept trying to find Tag. There's a movie where they go play Tag. I tried to find the movie for that, but I couldn't find like oh, yeah. a proper like streaming service for it. So I don't know. It is what it is. I'm not proud of any of those choices. I, I may start watching Naruto. Oh, I'm not supposed to say that. All right. Yeah, so, that's right. Anyway, all right. So beyond that, yeah, let's get into this damn book for tonight. So it's House of M, number one, um, coming out in June of 2005. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis and Oliver Copio, I think, is the artist. I didn't write down who the yeah. yeah. I didn't write down who the tracer was. Um, So June of 2005 for me, I am about to have a child. Either I already had it, or he was about to have it. And um, so I'm in complete comic book limbo at this point, in the complete dark. I told you I've never read this before, so I'm going in fully, you know, open-minded and open-ended or whatever on this whole thing. So, yeah, that's kind of where I am. Y'all said y'all read these before, so let's get into it. Uh, Our opening scene is the birth. And we saw or heard or was alluded to about this whole situation in the Avengers Disassembled book, where we get a chance to see Wanda giving birth to her air quotation twins. Uh, and then my first note in here is like the artwork in this is really amazing. Like down to the beads of sweat, uh, to the little close-up shots. I mean, this is just amazing stuff by this dude. Uh, and again, I've never seen much of whatever, but yeah, this is great. Uh, I, I did see a shot in here too, real brother Beavis, where where Doctor Strange's hand is in there delivering. I'm like, is that his hand or some pussy? I, I couldn't really tell. <laughs> yeah, I had to dissect that one a little bit too. I was like, what <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> is that comic? Is that comic code like thing on there? The dialogue is like, um, uh, oh god, oh god, almost there. I'm like, well, there's a couple things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Doc Stranger would do some shit like that too. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, so that's where we are, and then we come out to a huge wide shot, and then you know the twins are born. We're in the you know the birthing chamber suite or whatever. Okay, so let's look at who's in the room. Uh, proud daddy, Android Vision, the mother and the twins, Doctor Strange, the midwife, Cyclops for some reason. Yeah, um, strange. Not quite sure as to why. Of course, the proud grandfather and uncle of Magneto and, and Pietro are there. Who is the lady next to Cyclops, though? Electra? That looks like Electra. What colors her hair? Uh, it's brownish, really reddish. It looks brown, black. But it looks like the Scarlet Witch. The, uh, the... <laughs> it does, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it may be her. I mean, this is you know, yeah. her... Her magic. I mean, I mean it would know, make uh, sense uh, if it was it away, maybe but, yeah. Polaris, but yeah, I don't know. 
I think the story you know, uh, played out in the West Coast Avengers. I'm trying to think of like I can't think of anybody else in the West Coast Avengers that it could be either. Mm. No, no. Well, no. I, you know how I know that's not Electra. The do rag is not sitting proper. So, <laughs> you know, Electra's do rag is extra tight. You know, I'm just saying. You know, she got her waves all going really good there. Yeah, I don't know who that is, and I'm really, why the hell is Cyclops in there? Like, because he's the it's, de facto yeah. X Men leader at this time. Yeah, just since Charles has abandoned him. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's representing the X Men uh, yeah. for some reason in this. And uh, her giving birth. I don't know. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, eh, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was Cyclops, and he just bought some strange. He's like, oh uh, yeah, we gotta stop off and see some babies delivered. Is that all right? This might have been in like the, the, the Lee Forrester and another gang. Yeah, it's like he had a whole gang of girlfriends for a while. Yeah, yeah. Noted, noted. Horn Dog Cyclops once again. Uh, you know, breaking business and uh, birthing. He's like, oh, Gene, um, you and- were dead. What was I supposed to do? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Would you expect me to wait around for you to come back? I had needs, girl. Mm-hmm. Alright, so also in the room, you really kind of see like the, the Thanos snap going on where you see all the kind of the break pieces here of everything that's going on in the room. As we know, this is some version of a facade here. We just don't know how, you know, and there's a proud mommy and daddy. This is a glorious day, Vision says, and then you get this out of screen shot by Xavier saying, now put it back. And a great, you know, kind of shadow shot of Xavier, too, basically telling her, no, this is not going to work. You have no kids. You could never have no kids. You know, put the world back. There's nobody in this room. It's just you and me. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we get them to be arguing about this whole bit, you know, for an opening of a book. This is pretty powerful stuff to me. I don't know. What do you think, Brother Pete? Yeah, I think um, this is another one where if you were to come into a cold... um, it would be a little confusing, but I feel like most people have got to know that there's some story about Scarlet Witch and Vision and some twins and some bullshit. Yeah. So I think as long as you're armed with that knowledge, uh, but yeah, it it, uh, it jumps you right off into the midst of something. Yeah, Sam, what do you <laughs> think about the opening? It's quite a shock, and um, I've actually seen this panel before, but I didn't know where. And so the first time, this is actually the first time I really read this. Uh, so I, I didn't know at first. It's like, oh, this is where that panel comes from. The sequence of, of mm-hmm. events when, you know, Xavier keeps telling her, put it back, put it back. And so I was like, oh, wow. So already I'm kind of like, yeah, this is really going to be something. They're uh, starting off with a pretty dramatic um, um, sequence going on here with uh, Scarlet Witch. And um, I didn't realize that it, she doesn't just manipulate like a little pocket universe or something for herself it's the entire world every time she does this i didn't really yeah. understand that so this kind of mm-hmm. made it more clear yeah so yeah traumatic so, yeah she's like back. yeah she's like look at my kids and xavier's like nah son stop abusing your power exactly and and vision is definitely cuckold there in the corner there don't speak to my <laughs> wife like shut up yeah, he's definitely, <laughs> his is definitely big cut. Uh, so, uh, you know, and it, 
we get into this thing about putting this, you know, put the children back, and you can tell Xavier is exerting much effort to try to do whatever he has to do yes, to try to get her to stop. And, you know, there's yeah. a big crash scene where, you know, she kind of gets backed out, and then you see that, you know, that silent shot of her, like, on the ground in her nighty negligee or whatever. Now, in the background there, they're on Genosha. Is that Magneto, I'm assuming, that, that, that statue in the back? Yeah, yeah the a statue. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because he kind of looks like a sentinel. Well, it kind of looks like a sentinel, kind of weirdly. Um, kind of. Yeah. So you know, she's like, "I killed them. I killed them all. I killed the Avengers. I killed my hopes." And then you know, oh my god! And you see Xavier there too. You know, nose bleeding because he's really put out some effort here. And then, okay, here's my other thing that again you could tell I hadn't read or seen anything. So I'm reading this, and so when you get to the before the previously in Uncanny X Men and on the Avengers, it's like. And there came a day, a day like any other, yeah. when Earth's mightiest heroes found themselves united against the common threat. I was like, shit, they got that from the cartoon, but this is like five years yeah. early, and the cartoon stole from them. I was like, oh, yep. shit, I didn't know. Words uh, so about anyway, to yeah. break. Yeah, yeah, that's a, 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 that's a great theme song. Whole nother podcast. All right, anyway, so yeah, so previously on X-Men, uh, so Charles Xavier is, you know, dreamed of his post peaceful existence. It didn't work. He wound up on Genosha with his allegedly dead friend, which he found out that it wasn't dead. Um, and, you know, the Avengers, you know, they got devastated when Scarlet Witch lost her mind. So, they should just say, like, previously on X-Men, Professor X, dream, blotty, blotty, blotty. You know, you know the drill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> point pretty much yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I i mean all right so this was six months ago when this alleged event happened or whatever and now genosha is our setting magneto and charles you know so how did it go i'm like oh, did you hear the screams <laughs> you said you heard the screams how do you think it went <laughs> of course it went bad like oh my god you know I'm, I'm up, what's up with magneto is it pajamas what, yeah what it's got scrubs on you know Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, guess. No shoes. Well, it, he just looking, I mean, straight looking like a bum, kind of, you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, he did lose his freaking entire kingdom, and, you know, everybody was murdered in his kingdom. Yes, so, this is also true. 16 million people. He has a right to look pretty good. Retire his yeah, normal yeah. raping robes. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, no, the rape right. is Magneto. Um... Uh, so, you know, they get into this thing, and, and Magneto's like, you know what, um, you know, I was ready to sacrifice everybody and everything for my version of your dream, or my dream, and I sacrificed everything for the war, I sacrificed my children, and I would have killed them too, just to, you know, to be right or whatever, and now I don't have a war, I don't have my children, you know, so I don't have, you know, really anything left, you know, and it's kind of Magneto completely broken down. And, you know, he doesn't know what to do either, you know, and this is really the basis of this book is like, you know, well, what are we going to do about Scarlet Witch? And, you know, uh, it, it, you know, it's just kind of funny. And again, I, I didn't look this up and I probably should have, but it probably falls in the line of this is a similar situation that they're going to have with the Illuminati about the Hulk with leads to Planet Hulk where they get together and they're like, hey, um, what the hell are we going to do about this? Well, you know, let's shoot him off to a different planet. This is really kind of the same thought process that goes into this as well. Um, but yeah, you know, just this conversation between friends or whatever, and, you know, Charles is having to put her to sleep, air quotations as well, you know, to suggest that she goes to sleep just to be able to, 
you know, maintain any sense of normalcy or whatever. But, you know, the the silent walk-off Brother Beavis in the air by Magneto is genius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess he's got he's got a lot on his mind, so he's going to float off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's going for an air wall. Yeah, yeah, it's just like yeah, yeah I'm out of here. Uh, but yeah, I, I I thought that was kind of funny that he's like, well, I'm done. That's you. Bye bye. I'm just going to walk off. That's how most All of my right. arguments so, end too. Once I know I've lost, I just walk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so <pretty> strange. <laughs> yeah. We shift to New York City. Uh, and we get to the new Avengers, uh, but not the new Avengers. And this is where I'm going to slide off here for a little bit or whatever. Is that in New York, we focus on uh, it's Miss Marvel at this point in time, right? Not Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. Wonder Man, Marvel. and then she and think, then Falcon. It had just changed from Warbird, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. She changes every every freaking month, so you can tell. Yeah. yeah. Well. Look at that shot of Falcon in that on that bottom shot there. He's freaking huge. Like I don't know like what happened. I don't know if it, I mean because the way it's drawn is like you think he's like big like Wonder Man, but also that button is struggling there too. He could just have eaten himself out of the Falcon suit. Yeah. Um, so it's really difficult to tell. Um, but yeah. So at this point in time, like I said, I wanted to slide off a little bit. At this point in time, so at the end of Avengers Disassemble. Then they slid right into this like new Avengers like book, um, where you could start to see where they. I don't know. I don't understand why they decided to do this, but they were like, "We got to do something with this Avengers title to you know to, to pump it up a little bit." So we need to take some of our more popular characters and then make them Avengers, and you know, kind of put out to pasture some of you know the Falcons, Wonder Mans, and and Ms. Marvels of the world to put you know to replace them with <laughs> Luke Cage, Spider-Man, Spider-Woman, and I think the two holdovers were Captain America and Iron Man and then Wolverine. Did y'all read any of those Avenger books? I have also by like, I th- I have subsequent I didn't read them. I just them. saw the, the And the story I remember yeah. was they were like, you know, when the Avengers first came out, it was almost like the biggest books at the at the time. They just took all the heroes and put them in one book. And so you had yeah. Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, and I guess Ant Man. <laughs> I, I mean, he seems like an <laughs> boss, but okay. Yeah. So they, it was sort of with that like mentality. They were like, "Well, the Avengers should be like the best of the best." And I think they had gone a long time where, you know, they would just add people, you know, that were just intended to be Avengers, or they would kind of cameo. Yeah, In the early right. like hundreds, there was like yeah. always there was always somebody who like would come onto the team. And they were always like a fanboy and overwhelmed, and they would go through all this sort of "I don't belong," and then they would finally like prove themselves, and then they would leave. Like Wonder Man yeah. did that, Beast did that, Tiger did Marvel that. Boy. Yeah, they just uh, they use that yeah. storyline over and over. Right. Well, uh, this is the book that tried to make the century a thing again, um, and that didn't work uh, because the character sucks. And, um, and then no matter how talented that Bendis is, nobody can make the cent- anybody care about the goddamn century. Um, so those were those books. I remember getting those like later on too, like on a free comic book day or something like that. And it was just weird, like you know, having you know seeing Luke Cage in the Avengers, but also with Wolverine and Spider Man. Like it just didn't really make any sense 
in like a practical term. It was like, why are they, you know, Avengers at this point? You know, and this is pre MCU stuff, so it wasn't like they were like, hey, you know, we're not going to pump anything out. But this was also at that time, it was like, hey, Wolverine's super popular, so we need to get him in every damn thing. And, you know, let's yep. just keep pushing this out completely. I think this is right around the time where we get Wolverine and the X Men, maybe a little bit before um, on Nickelodeon or whatever. Or Nick. Can't say Nickelodeon. On Nick. So, yeah, so it was that. And then um, the X Men pull up to this situation as well. And then this is the Astonishing X Men team. But the Josh Whedon, the original Astonishing, not the shitty one that we read in 2017. You can go back to our archives and read those <laughs> fucking books, our reviews, because they suck. Woo, did they yeah. suck with Phantom yeah. Phantom X and Bishop, and ooh, boy, did those books suck. Oh, my God. Um, So this team, it's what, Beast, Cyclops, Kitty Cry, Wolverine, Emma Frost, and Colossus. Awesome. And, yeah, this is yeah. the Astonishing crew. And this, those Astonishing books, probably most notably, is for bringing Colossus back to life. Like, I think that was, like, the big thing on the first run for Josh Whedon. His, his name is Mud currently, if you don't know about Josh Whedon. Uh, <laughs> allegedly, not a very nice person on the directing chair for Justice League, by the way. But, side topic. Uh, but, yeah, so, the, now, did y'all read the Astonishing books? And I, I was definitely, I definitely got those books. So that started in, like, 04, so pre-kid. Did y'all remember reading the Astonishing X-Men, that book? Um, I read some books in and out. I did not start from the beginning, so I did. I was kind of like, "What's going on here?" and stuff. And I didn't. Yeah, that this was the, like the second ver- uh, run of the astonishing. That was kind of threw me off. So um, mm-hmm. in and out. Yeah. Yeah, brother. Did you read those? No, this was. I was hard out of X Men because of uh, the Grant Morrison stuff and. I did eventually yeah, go back yeah. and read that, but I didn't carry it forward and read Astonishing. I always used to see that motion comic or whatever, and I'd be like, I should watch that sometime, but I never did. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, yeah. And, then, and they're actually not that bad, you know, and there was, I don't know, there was some, I don't remember, there was like a break world or something to that effect. I don't know. I was just like, oh, okay. And I, I watched those on Netflix when they came out. I read the books. So, you know I mean? Whedon did a really good job on those books, and, you know, they brought back Colossus, and that's like John Cassidy did the art, which is not great, but it's good enough. Um, and you know, I mean, it was kind, of, it was okay. I did, I had a note in here too, thinking about the X, uh, the Avengers cartoon or whatever. Uh, the first two issues of New Avengers, the titles, uh, the breakout, yeah. where uh, the criminals escape out of the freaking, you know, the raft or whatever. Oh, I was like, right. y'all stole that right. shit. Yeah, they pulled it right from the damn comic book. So, oh, all right. So yeah. So we're there. So back to the the current book. So the well, Avengers, you want to pull that old Avengers further, show up. Like the next, the first season is all based on the very first Avengers comics, like slightly updated. But the sequence of stories with Wonder Man, Masters of Evil, all that stuff, it exactly follows the flow yeah. of the comics. Uh, that's right. Yeah, I, I was. I was never an. I think Hutch talked about this last week. I was never an Avengers reader, like really, like I just you know, never really got into the books or whatever. I mean, I saw them, but I never really got into them, like at all. You know, uh, again, yeah, that really sucked back then. Yeah, in the eight in the eighties and uh, up to the nineties, Doctor mm. Druid and fuck, I mean Hercules, mm. uh, <laughs> Cersei. I mean, it was a bizarre lineup back then. I was like, what? The, about the time when um, Jean Grey came back, that's kind of what I was like. What the hell is the lineup in there? I mean, they still had Cap and sometimes Thor, but it was a in yeah. and out of weird freaking uh, lineup, so it would be very hard to get into 
anyway, and so that's yeah, yeah. I, that's actually when I got in when I started buying X or buying Avengers, and what got me, I fell for like a Marvel cover. They had this like gold embossed cover with the Vision coming through it. It was awesome, yeah. and, but it was the team was yeah, like was Black Knight, Cersei, Crystal. Uh, mm. I don't even remember who else. Yeah, like, <laughs> but it was a it was yeah, a cool yeah, story yeah. though because it was about this um, it was it was about this guy Proctor who was going through the multiverse and killing other instances of himself and other Avengers. Um, it was where Cersei went mm-hmm. mad. It's what I imagine the um, Inhumans movie or the Eternals movie. If it does come out, I'm assuming they're going to pull heavily from that storyline. Mm. It's probably the most noted one. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Well, the old Avengers show up, and they're like, well, I don't know why they want us here, because the new Avengers are the hot new thing or whatever, so why are we even coming? And then the X-Men pull up, you know, in the Blackbird at the top of the new Avengers Tower or whatever, and at this point in time, again, Wolverine is an Avenger. And they're trying to figure out, okay, so what's going on? And then you get this wide shot of the X-Men coming off the plane. Uh, and that's pretty much like Cassidy's shot. Like, he just recreated that thing from Astonishing X-Men. Like, there's a whole shot of that crew or that team that looks just like that. It's just with a different artist. Uh, Emma's got the boob window, bears, whatever. Uh, I don't even know what you would call that top blouse barely there whatever the hell yeah. that this particular thing is uh, yeah. Combo. Yeah, yeah exactly the, yeah you can't pick the, that up the white queen uh, she's gonna show, yeah. she's gonna show some skin and, and apparently yeah, exactly. beats too tell me what the fuck mm-hmm. he's wearing either one of you oh uh, yeah I don't know yeah. he's got the high <laughs> he, that's a high waisted onesie with matching bracelets <laughs> it, they had to get the X in there because it's forming the X. So he's like, "Well, we're just gonna leave, yeah. leave the rest of the shit off because we needed, you know, he has to wear an X." That's I think he was he was easing off on the crunches, so he wanted some extra support. He got like the, <laughs> the beast Spanx outfit to hold in. Yeah, the, the, the maternity, yeah, yeah, the maternity pants. Yeah, hold that belly up. Uh, Cyclops is yeah. almost fully. Yeah. Towards he's racing towards Razor X Cyclops very very shortly here. How do y'all feel about Wolverine and the on the short ears uh, costume? I didn't like it at first, you know, Mm. like without the the pointy things. It grew on me eventually. I I kind of prefer it now. Like when they put him in the in the long ear, when I don't really care for it anymore. Yeah, if it's drawn well, I like it. Uh, But I I prefer the old school Wolverine with the big big uh, eyelet wings. Um, I'm just too used to it. Yeah. It's fine. I don't hate it. But well, I think they I over like, years like the they school. they would they would kind of oscillate between like was it more in the front going up or more on the side going up, and so mm-hmm. yeah, I don't yeah. I I think it fits right. here. I think a lot of it depends yeah, on the it, rest it, of the they, costume. Like I think the brown costume with the highs with the high points I think works great. I think this one with a little more kind of kind of cut shorter lines I think it works a lot better. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, mean, it's, I mean, it's just a great shot. And again, like uh, Olivia Copier, very well done, man. It's a very well-drawn book. Uh, so they come and they meet and they see that Xavier is there. And they're like, um, whoa, your Xavier's here. <laughs> but before that, there's a wide shot of all the Avengers there with Xavier sitting there. And, you know, yeah, uh, going, yeah, from left to right on your window dial, uh, you got, uh, on your radio dial, excuse me, you have, uh, who is that? Uh Hank Pym, Yellow Jacket. Uh, I can't remember his name. Yeah, Yellow Jacket. Thank you. Cap, Wasp, Ms. Marvel, Wonder Man, 
Xavier, mm-hmm. Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. Tony Stark, Iron Man, Falcon, uh, Spider-Man, She-Hulk, mm-hmm. um, Luke Cage, and then they're in the back, Sentry, because <laughs> nobody gives a shit. Uh, again, <laughs> there's always like, the all back. these crossovers. There's the one character that you don't know anything about that has no no role in the story <laughs> that you're supposed to yeah. believe is super yeah. powerful, and then just basically sits in the corner. Yeah, exactly. And, there you and, go. And, and we would not be this podcast if we didn't point out why is Luke Cage one? He's sitting with his the tear backwards. He's wearing a damn potato sack on his head for sure. Uh, is, some cuffed is that, up is, jeans. That's the flag of Japan or something. I, I was wondering what the hell is he wearing? Oh my head? god! I, it's just I like around his it, head. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just off to say the least. But you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, and so I was looking at this. I'm like, all right. So Kitty's like, oh, Professor, you know, thank you. You're back. And Scott's like, well, you know, you left us or whatever. And I had to go back and look in some of that stuff too. And basically, like after the thing happened with um, him and the new X Men or whatever, he, he left to go. And once he found out Xavier or excuse me Magneto was alive, he went to go be with his friend on Genosha. That's basically it, you know. And he's like, I'm not opening up this school. I'm not doing the school no more. Y'all want to do the school? You do the goddamn school. I'm not doing the school. <laughs> and so in the X Men book, in the new X Men book, a lot of that is basically like, um, like after 150, Emma wanting to open the school, Scott being like, I don't want to do this, you know, and how they're going to figure out that whole product. And so I went and read, like, issues 150 to, like, it ended. Like, so 151 to 156, which was the last issue. And that was, um, like, Mark Silvestri did, like, an X-Men book for four issues. I'm like, one, y'all paid a lot of money for that. And two, I know them books didn't come out on time at all. <laughs> like, them four, them four issues had to take probably three years to get out because Silvestri is not known for being uh on time for no damn book but anyway so yeah so that's what that's all about and then xavier tells him like why we're here like uh we have to decide what we're going to do with wanda maximoff you know and that's it and so we cut back to genosha where we see wanda sleeping air quotations pietro there pietro by the way has no um uh civilian clothes like if you go through books like he has no he's always in costume he's got to have those stable molecules Oh, that's right. So he's walking and running fast. All right. So, uh, so we're there. You know, he's crying by her bedside. You know, his father asks him, "What are you doing, Pietro?" He's like, "They're gonna kill her." He's like, "What? They're going to kill her?" And he's like, "And nigga, I mean, really? So and I mean, so <laughs> that's basically what he tells him. He's like, you know, all the Avengers, they're there. They're meeting. They're going to kill her. What are you gonna do about it?" And he's like. You know, I mean, it's it's a different scene. And again, talking about astonishing X Men, and we had this conversation, obviously not on a podcast back in the day, about in the Age of Ultron universe, where Pietro has this wonderful relationship with his father, like he is one mm. of the best heroes in the damn book. Like all of his <laughs> angst, right. shittiness, all that stuff really stems from the shitty relationship that he has with his father in this particular universe. But when he was made whole, he was actually a very competent leader, hero. I think he had a kid with, like, somebody that, you know, in that universe, too. Maybe him and Storm was a couple. I can't really remember. But he was, like, a fully formed, like, person and human. And so, you know, it's kind of, like, weird to kind of see it, you know, as he's here, you know, whatever. Uh, As a, you know, as a 
non-functioning human that he, or non-functioning person that he is now uh, in these particular <laughs> books. But you know, and so we get to this whole scene or whatever. So what do y'all think about the scene between father and son, knowing the messed up history that they have together? You get the um, sense that, like, both with Charles and, and Magneto, that they're just both, like, beat down right now. They're like, yeah, I know shit's yeah. all fucked up. What am I supposed to do? Like, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. They, um, yeah, Magneto, has he ever, outside of them, when they were with the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, which is a long time ago, comic-wise, has he ever had a good relationship with either one of them? That wasn't a plot. I mean, yeah. he is just... Yeah. It's always yeah. been terrible between them. <laughs> I mean, they yeah. kind of hated him for the longest time after that because they, they, he used them. You know, he's being, him being the, the world's most evil freaking mutant forever, you know. So it's never been good between them. No wonder Pietro was so fucked up and Wanda yeah. lost her damn mind. So, uh, yeah, Magneto, not not the best daddy in the world. But we kind of <laughs> no. that, I guess. That's one way of putting it. Um, I mean, and he's, yeah. <laughs> he's got a lot of um, other concerns going on obviously with Genosha being you know cut down or whatever and you know it really almost appears like he's like well I mean you know what's another one at this point you know I know it's my daughter or whatever but I mean what's what's one more mutant that's going to die under now. my watch yeah. you know like right. at, at this point you know I mean so Pietro gets to the point of like well what would you have me do you know like or Magneto's like mm-hmm. what would you have me do as he's crying you know you know, you know, what would you have me do? You know, what do you want me to do about this situation? So then we cut back to New York and we get to this whole, you know, debate about, you know, what are we going to do with the Scarlet Witch or whatever? And, you know, it's kind of weird that it gets to this point that you would know that this is going to happen. They do lay a little bit of foundation that does come back when we get to uh, Avengers versus X-Men because I did read those books, unfortunately. And, um... Mm. <laughs> and so, you know, you, they're, they're laying this foundation of this tension between both groups or whatever. Even though Wolverine is one of the major people, it's like, yeah, we just got a killer. That's all it is to it. You know, him and essentially uh, the white queen or whatever. Like, you know, that's it. We got to kill it. But it really breaks down to this, like, hey, she's, you know, is she an Avenger or is she an X-Men? Well, she's a mutant, so we get to handle it because we're the X-Men. No, she's an Avenger, so we get to handle that. And, you know, you have this debate, you know. Cap tells him there's always a way, and Wolverine says not always, and the Cap says well always, you know, and mm-hmm. you know they throw it back to Charles. And, and see, this is the part I don't get. Okay, and again, Xavier's been written differently over time or whatever by different people. Like he's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I, I never really got the sense <laughs> that Charles would just be like, you know what? I've never like ever in any reasonable tone form like well. I don't really know what to do anymore, so fuck it. We gotta kill her. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, brother, he was like, in the in the history of his character, wherever you would get Charles would be like, you know what, fuck it. He didn't do that with Phoenix, and she was a, at least a, a dark Phoenix, at least as a bigger threat to the universe as Wanda was at this point. Yeah, I mean, you could go back to, like, the start of the New Mutants, um after he thought the X-Men were dead mm-hmm. and he started the new school. and Damn. He had a lot of indecision, but he was at least still firm, like, you know, you guys can't do that. You know, like, he was still in charge. And he kept them down because mm-hmm. he didn't want to get them hurt. But yeah, like, again, like, him, it's for both him and me, Magneto, it's like, they're just like, I, I don't know, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's wild. He's what? like, you know, Emma asked him, like, alright, Charles, have you you're the most powerful psychic mind on the planet. Can you help her? If I could, 
I would, basically. I'm like, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be having this conversation if I could do anything else. I'm like, hmm, okay. And then she does the same thing with Dr. Strange. Have you used all the mystic arts? You know, did you do abracadabra? You know, did you take a quarter out your ears? I mean, like, I mean, really, like, done all this. Did you do all the magic possible? Did you do some and chaos magic? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, anyone else? Yeah. Well, she gets a, he gets a little line in, like, well, I'm still researching things. And then Cap seizes on that. Like, well, that's it. Nope. Can't do it. He's still working on it. Yep. That's something to do here still. And, you know, and then, you know, Wolverine's like, how many people is she going to have to kill, essentially, before y'all decide to take this really seriously? <laughs> you know. And then there's that shot of Luke Cage with his freaking Japanese uh, flower sack on top yeah, of his head. Like, what in, yeah. the, what in the world, dude? Like, seriously? Uh, again, I think I put, well, I put this out on Facebook uh, a while ago. It was months ago at this point in time. Like, which Luke Cage do you prefer? Butterfly collar Luke Cage? Or, like, extra medium t-shirt Luke Cage. You know, and, like, a, a lot of people chose, like, Butterfly Collar because that's the one that they knew. I was like, but as an evolved character, like, extra t-shirt or small t-shirt is a much better character. You know, he's definitely evolved. And he does play a decent role in these new Avengers or whatever. He just doesn't get any play in this particular book. You know, you know, in in, right. in the New Avengers book, you know, a lot of it is about him, especially with him and Jessica Jones and having their baby or whatever. So, I mean, right. it's it's just not a good yeah. look. So, who did who did you prefer, Brother Beavis? You know, butterfly collar or extra extra medium shirt? I mean, I think as as corny as it is, I think the yellow shirt is still an iconic design. But he is so yeah. hamstrung in those books. <laughs> Um, those early books because he's just he like he is extremely heroic and but he is just hamstrung by just trying to get by uh, all the time yeah um, and so yeah. now I, I don't know I feel like almost in a sense that like a lot of his modern day stories is like trying to make up for that like like there's like there needs mm-hmm. to be some apology for his like early design and, and I I don't believe that's the case and so I think sometimes they go yeah. a little overboard right with him in the modern story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think there's part of that too. And also, you know, I mean, you have to retcon so many of his villains and it's rogue gallery because they're super racist. Um, so you have to, um, you really have to kind of erase some of that stuff or try to update it to a sense. I mean, yikes, uh, some of those books and how that was written and drawn and, uh, it's not very good. So Sam made, Butterfly collar or extra medium? As much as I respect the, um, the classic uh, collar, yellow damn gigantic uh, yellow collared shirt, and the and don't forget the chain belt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah don't forget chain the chain belt, Lord. Um, <laughs> I have to go with I have to go with the more modern version because it is so seventies. Oh, and the tiara with the fro. Yeah, you gotta have that too. Oh, so. God. Yeah. And I t- and I tell you what really turned me. Of the uh, TV show, uh, season one, Luke Cage, when they get, did that homage to the costume. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. And when he when, got off the, uh, the the operational table or wherever it was, and he had the yeah. tiara on, and I, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I couldn't believe they squeezed that in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it there. God bless him for doing it, because I mean that is devotion to a yeah, that is a crazy costume. The, from the side, I mean, and they tried. Side. They did it for. They showed it for a minute, and then they moved on. Yeah. Good for them. It belongs S- in the side, side, in my opinion. Side brother yeah. note: 
uh, shout out to um, Prime, Amazon Prime or Prime Video or whatever for recognizing that pretty much every show only needs eight episodes. <laughs> um, yeah, like I agree. ten and twelve episodes too is much. way too much. It's way too much. too much. Eight episodes is perfect. It's binge. It's binge worthy in a day, and you don't get stuck <laughs> with all of that extra freaking crap oh, like has. that yeah. and like i mean you oh my god some of the episodes in season one of freaking <coughs> well really all of those damn uh sh- shows save daredevil season one are mm-hmm. two or three episodes too long um and yeah Way anyway all right yeah so emma's like all right so we gonna kill this bitch or not let's vote on it um <laughs> And Cap says, no, we're not going to vote, you know, and then they get into this bait, she's an Avenger, we're not going to do it. And then it winds up landing, essentially the only people that are for killing her are Wolverine and Emma Frost, which is an unlikely mm-hmm. tandem and duo or whatever. And then there's this mm-hmm. weird scene here where they just talked about how this lady is like all jacked up and we haven't been putting her to sleep, sleep, air quotations, and we're doing all these types of things. And then they're like, hey, you know what, let's go visit her. Um, I want to hear what she has to say. Like, Wasp says this. I'm like, um, what? <laughs> like, Wanda's making rational decisions at this point? Clearly she can't and won't and is not. So why are we doing yeah. this? Um, so they make this decision that they're going to go and see her. You know, if, uh, what's it? Uh, Doctor Strange and Xavier, they can somehow, you know, I don't know what the fuck they're going to do. A bubble. And put them in a bubble and send them over there. And so they can go talk to her. And, um that's like kind of where this book likes to head off to and then they head to Genosha and they see the destruction that's all over Genosha and you know they land down and then the book kind of like ends really on this you know cliffhangery type thing in two parts a very um uh return of the king ending here they go to the house Wanda's not there and you know they surmise that you know Magneto took her but they can't see her they can't feel her she's not on the psychic plane or whatever like that and there's things, but then again, also like, hey, we're getting a signal or something, like, and they're gonna head to another place. Did any of y'all find this part confusing? Because I did. I was like, wait, okay, yeah. she's not there, but how do y'all know where she is? It doesn't really say. Like, it was it magic? Is it? Um, um, I, Emma says like really quick. Well, she's in here, and when they get to the door, that's when one by one they start, uh, I guess, disappearing because only Spider-Man mm-hmm. is left at the end and then you, they kind of do the fade in uh, to the other place so uh, yeah I, I guess yes there's like a church or something like, they, they land at and mm-hmm. yeah it's a, it's a strange sequence you're right it's, it's, a, it's unusual I, yeah, I had to go back a, a couple times to kind of like what happened okay what, what's yeah. going on there? yeah so the the shot when they go to the other place to go and find her or whatever you know where they're flying everybody out. Okay, who is that? Miss Marvel carrying um, yes. uh, Emma Frost. Emma, yeah. What costume is that? On. What Warbird? costume is that? I, I think I think like uh, I think didn't Beavis say earlier there was uh, after a, like one of her Warbird yeah it's, uh, she got or the sash and the, the short pants and the boots yeah right yeah right mm. I thought that was. Like Bobby Morris, I thought it was Mockingbird Mocking. there for a sound. Oh. But she can't. But yeah, she <laughs> well, can't she fly. She can't fly, so. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah. that's weird. Y'all notice the sentry down there sucking all the air out of the shot? Too? Has he gotten one line of dialogue in his book? They just kind of no. Oh, okay, get in the back, and that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, that's terrible. 
it, well, if you haven't surmised, um, I, I hate the century. Like, I just, they, they, it was such a force of trying to make this a thing, like, make Fetch mm-hmm. a thing. Stop trying to make Fetch a thing. Like, this is a bad character. It was designed poorly then. It's certainly designed poorly now. Well, and you, stop you trying know his to. story, it, like how he was supposed to be a comic book character? Are you familiar with his story? I, I know a little bit about it. Refreshes. Yeah, so yeah. he um, he had like these memories of him being a superhero or some shit like that, and they kept finding these comic books with him in it, and it was all this like memory suppression uh, to like help him f- to force him to forget from whatever villain he was fighting with or some bullshit like that. It wasn't mm. bad, but it was a little bit Scooby Dooish. <laughs> it, it, it's strange. It's he's fighting <laughs> with some. What, his villain is what the the darkness or something, something? like the, that. The evil, something like something really generically named and and it made no sense to me. And I was like, yeah, no thanks. And I moved on. Yeah, it's it's a strange story. Yeah, I mean, I remember reading these books and thinking like, why are they keep doing this? Like, I don't care about this particular character. And as you know, as far as I know, I don't know that he's made much of an appearance back in the main Marvel line since his push. This is a really, this is a Kazar situation, brother Beavis, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, like, hey, you know, we got this character, mm-hmm. we should probably try to make him a thing, and yeah. it didn't work, um, it, like at all. He tried um, to try to get him in position to get the rub wrestling term. Um, yes, yeah, it just it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> if I could think <laughs> of an example where yeah. it did work, I would tell you, but I'm not coming up with something. Yeah. Understood. <laughs> I mean, so maybe, by the time they do get, I don't know. Dead, I mean, but Deadpool doesn't even really count that way. I don't know. No, 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 no. Yeah, no Deadpool. All right. So they get to this building or whatever, and they start to head in. And again, as Sandman said, they start disappearing. And Spider-Man's just going and going into this what appears to be a church. And then he gets hit, you know. <laughs> yeah, when I my initial note on here because I got problems, I was like, then he sees a sideways vagina, um, and it, it comes at him and engulfs him. And you know, we get this big white light, and then you cut to this scene where you hear, you know, a baby crying, you know, and somebody's like, Peter, Peter, it's your turn to get up. And like, ah, oh, wow, how's it my turn? And he's like, coming, and it cuts to Peter Parker getting up leaving some woman in a bed that is clearly not Mary Jane as you see the picture on the um on his nightstand not, and with blonde hair head. sticking out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and blonde hair sticking out and it's boom to be continued and that's issue one, you know? I, I'm thinking about something you said at the beginning, Brother Beavis. Like if you did pick this up not knowing much about anything, this would be very difficult <laughs> to kinda of pull off. Um like I you know, it would be kinda of difficult to pull off, especially now that you're gonna do not necessarily time travel, but alternate universe, and yeah. so it's like, hey, yeah, you know, you can pick this up and try to go on. Like, we're not gonna again because there's side angle books to all of this as usual. We're staying on the main book, which I think is six or eight issues, and that's gonna be that. But like, it definitely is confusing after this. I've obviously read ahead a little bit. It is, it does become confusing if it was a first time reader for sure. Um, but. Yeah, that's the end of issue one. So, you know, kind of to recap, what did you think about issue one, Sammy? Um, I liked it for the most part. It's um, like you said earlier. If you don't, if you're a new reader, you're not gonna or don't know Marvel history. This really isn't for you. Yeah. Um, because there's a lot of backstory how they got here. 
and you know mm-hmm. the kind of underlying crap that's going on between the uh, X-Men and the Avengers is either kind of slightly dipped the toe in a little bit here um, and just all this stuff was going on with Wanda and um, finally starting to come to a head and I got a question for you guys like where did her powers go from being the most nebulous of nebulous to all reality altering for the like mm-hmm. the entire planet maybe for the um, who knows the universe and stuff because it kind of went from zero to 180 <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and like just like that and I missed it I don't know when it happened but, she um, was a major player in the West Coast Avengers and then into Force Works. Um, I think that's where a lot of her okay. a lot of her development was, and I think that's Force where Force. the twin right. storyline played where out. They started messing with her. Right. I do remember in uh, West Coast Avengers, she uh, one of the, one of her um, Magneto and Petro reunited. Uh, uh, they got back together and reunited, and she was evil. You know, they were kind of a little mm-hmm. mini brotherhood for a minute, yeah. and it was a whole plot mm-hmm. with her. I think it started there. I do remember that, uh, where she started kind of going to, down the path of madness and losing her mm-hmm. control of her powers. So it was a long, long uh, burn, uh, and they finally started addressing it. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, without looking too deep into it, this feels like one of those things where you have like a, a writer who is like, hey, you know what? Let's take a character that hasn't been used in a while and mm-hmm. just start muddy in the waters because nobody really knows and you know to be honest with you probably at this time nobody really cared about scarlet witch <laughs> so let's muddy the waters and we can pretty much do whatever we want and just figure you know and fill in the pieces later and take her to make her a central portion of this event the funny thing is is obviously we know coming out of house of m we wind up getting to no more mutants and you know 15 years later or whatever you know she's a pariah on krakoa you know, she's the evil one. She's, you know, yeah. you can't even speak her name. You you know, so they've taken what happened with her or what she did, you know, even though under mm-hmm. the influence of, you know, her freaking family and, you know, and, and still continued that story along. And, you know, and I think of all the stories that were going on on Krakoa, of the underlying stories, I, I think that was probably the most interesting one to me. I was like, well. That definitely has to be resolved because you haven't seen her in any of these books and you definitely want to know what kind of, you know, obviously she's one of the most uh, important ones in terms of like that particular story and the most powerful, one of the more powerful mutants. So you want to know how she fits into this situation. So, yeah, I thought it was okay. Brother Beavers, what did you think about this initial issue? Yeah, I could. So this is one that I, um, I didn't read this when it was coming out. But as I was trying to sort of reconnect, I was trying to I was trying to piece together like where do you even start, and a lot of times this will get thrown out. And um, I I remember the end, but I forgot how much of the I forgot a lot of the middle. So then reading this, I was like, oh yeah, I kind of remember that. So I don't really remember kind of where it goes. I remember some of the beats, but I don't know how it ends up. But mm-hmm. no, I think it's good. I think it's I think this is the last uh, like I think this is a case where. You know, a lot of times we'll pick up a crossover and we're trying to figure out what's going on in the story. I think this is like one of the last like major stories where really it is that sort of old school knowledge that fills in the gaps that aren't there. It's not some, mm-hmm. you know, it's not some bullshit right. six issue arc that was out a year ago that you have to have read in some other stupid book. It's, you know, it's like legitimate mm-hmm. Marvel history and it is moving all right. that forward and picking up. So, um, I think it's this is sort of the last of the this is uh, still kind of the changing of the guard 
last of the old school type of stuff and, and I'm looking forward to getting back into it. Yeah, it, it definitely has this feel of that and you can really, again, like I said in, in uh, episode zero, like you can really feel that these none of these characters are MCU characters at this point. Like, you know, it's just 2005, right. we're a couple years, what, three years from Iron Man being a thing and mm-hmm. Like we're good. Like oh, like oh, okay. Like these are comic book characters, and it's not like oh shit. We need to make everybody like the movie characters into the comic book, and like you know, like I think everybody had like you know more distinct personalities, I guess so to speak, and like that wasn't the direction that they were trying to move in. Whereas the books now are completely. I mean, especially that Avengers book. I don't know what the hell's going on in there, but you know they're not they're not this jumble of whatever. Hey, let's just put, like, every powerful character in the Avengers. Well, I mean, now you turn them into the Justice League, and you're going to have to fight freaking Eternals and robots to, like, have somebody to be, you know, any kind of challenge to them when you have Doctor Strange, Black Panther, Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man. I mean, shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Hulk, <laughs> and She-Hulk, at least. I'm like, well, shit. I mean, who, what, what? Who are you fighting against that, that's going to even come close to doing anything with that? The Justice so, League. That's about, that's about it. Yeah, it's a, to fight the Justice League. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. So, yeah, so that it concludes issue number one. Uh, like I said, we'll be, you know, pretty on a, a regular uh, bail schedule or whatever here moving forward. I think we're doing, you know, pretty good in terms of that. Uh, remember, you'll be able to find this podcast on SouthCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and what's the other one now that we're on? Spotify, that's right, I can always forget. Spotify, Spotify. after well, it <laughs> flows off my lips for saying the other ones because I've said it 300 plus times. So, yeah, and Spotify. Uh, so, yeah, rate, review, subscribe, you know, uh, lots of good listens and numbers for last week's episode, so hope to continue with that. So, yeah, man. So, as the X Men, the animated music plays us out, uh, remember, I am the producer of this podcast and I'm signing off. Sandman, go ahead and sign off. All right, people. Uh, happy Fourth again, and please uh, enjoy the holidays safely. Uh, we got yeah. too many people out there who got this shit, so enjoy. Yeah, people. that too. Do it safe. That, that yeah, you know what? That too. Uh, also, um, yeah. yeah um, <laughs> could you not shoot fireworks out the back of my house, please? Like, just, <laughs> I mean, just as a general rule, um, yeah. <laughs> could you not do that? Uh, it's just. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm not saying I want it to rain tomorrow on people's parades, but I'm not not saying don't rain on their damn parade because I cannot with the fireworks, man, because it just goes on forever. I'm not a huge firework person to begin with, but, man, like, I can watch them on the TV and be like, oh, that was really cool. Like, I do not need to hear that shit, you know, boom, 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 like, for, and it should be starting as soon as, not even before the sunset. And it's 12, 1 o'clock, and people are still busting off rounds. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Right. PSA. Brother Beavis, go ahead and sign. <laughs> I'll see you guys next time. <laughs> I don't have All right. Yeah, I know. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay, sir. Nice. All right. We'll see everybody next week. Peace. See you, John.